welcome to another episode of Executive Talk. Those that are here live are in our studio audience and also those that are watching us live. In today's Executive Talk uh, segment, we're talking about what is your business struggle. Now, for people that are new to Executive Talk and those people that have been here with us for a period of time, one thing that you guys know about Executive Talk is that we're always trying to bring valuable information to your business. Because business, uh, the business journey can be a little, um, I don't know, tough. Is that, is that a good adjective to describe it? I'm sure you guys will probably have some more adjectives to describe business ownership, but for now we're just gonna use tough. So what is your business struggle? It's something that we're gonna do on a monthly basis. In this particular topic, we are, we're gonna invite Nancy Gaines with us. Nancy Gaines, is a, she's a productivity coach, and I'm sorry, productivity expert with Gaines Advantage Incorporated. So without further ado, help me in joining uh, Nancy Gaines to the show. Maurice. How you doing, Nancy? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day and being part of the Executive Talk family. Please give us a quick bio on you and who you are. And just tell us who you are. Awesome, thank you for letting me be here. I'm super excited to give some value to the audience today. So as a productivity expert, my team and I help companies structure and systemize their business so they can put on autopilot and then it's up to you what you want to do with all that free time. It could be put it back into your business or maybe you want to take more vacations with your families and friends. I spent almost 20 years with corporate America so I'm bringing all that system and structure to the entrepreneur now. Awesome. So you guys can just assume all the value that she brings to the table with the information. Again, thank you for joining us on a monthly basis here. So let's get into today's topic. Specifically, we're talking about the mid-year wheel. Now, what is the mid-year wheel? This is something, the reason why we talk about a wheel is because it's a cycle of this mid-year wheel and it's two, it happens twice a year. We're right in the midst right now of a mid-year wheel, which is that July-August timeframe. In that July-August timeframe, the worst thing about this timeframe is that people, you're finding a lot of clients taking vacation right now. In August, what you're also finding is that final vacation before kids have to go back to school. Okay, now also in December and January, there's another time period, right? You're thinking about the time period where people are just got done with the holidays, spending a lot of money, thinking about life all over again. This is the mid-year wheel. It happens on a, twice a year. So for a lot of business owners, it's a time of reflection. When your clients are taking off and just kind of putting you on hold, the only thing you have left is reflection and thinking about your business, so on and so forth at this particular point in time. And part of that reflection is there's some emotions that you have time to think about now. Whereas before, during January to July, you didn't really have that much time because you're in a very heavy productivity phase. You're trying to close a lot of deals, trying to close a lot of sales, but you didn't really have the time to think about the emotions as to where you're at right now. So Nancy, in your experience, what have you seen people kind of, some of the things people are experiencing right now in this mid-year? So what I see with a lot of people, one of three things, they're either super excited that they're having an amazing year, they're kind of lukewarm that, hey, this is okay, but it could be a little better, or they may even be freaking out and panicking. Absolutely. Can anybody associate with at least one of those three emotions? Yes. <laughs> we don't want to call out which emotion it is, but you probably know exactly where you're at. So what those emotions are tied to, there's three contributing factors to these emotions, time, focus, and direction. There's, a, there's actually a lot more contributing factors, but we're gonna talk about these top three. And so time, this is how it works. In particular, if you are doing well with your time management, you're probably excited about this year so far. You're not really worried about a lot of things. 
if you're somewhat excited, you've noticed it yourself that you that you've been kind of lollygagging for some of the some of the year. You're not excited about how you use your time all the way through and through. If you're stressed, that means you've been all over the place. That means maybe your project is due has consumed majority of the year, and now you're starting to panic that the end of the year is coming up. Focus. If you've been extremely focused, where you've seen a lot of, because every business owner has a lot of things coming at them on a regular basis, but that focus, if you're excited, then that means you've been narrow-minded, you've been straight towards the direction, and you're probably happy. So if you're focused, there's no way that you can have time management issues. If you're somewhat excited, that means your focus has been kind of wavering here and there. Now, if you're stressed about the focus that you're having right now, that means your focus is in too many different areas of your business. Also, your direction. If you're excited about this time frame, that means you're seeing your direction of your business going in the right direction. If you're somewhat excited because of time and lack of focus, you're, pretty, you're kind of questioning the, the time that you have left of this in, uh, towards the end of the year. And also, stressed is one of those things that if you're stressed about direction, then you're actually in panic mode right now. You're scared that another year has gone by so fast. So those are kind of the three emotions that you see in this kind of the mid-year wheel. Have you seen a lot of your clients go through this, Nancy? I have seen some. You have seen some? <laughs> okay. And what our job is, we, wanna, we don't want to have business owners outside of this cycle because it's not fun. It's not fun to be there. So the mid-year checkpoint. Business owners typically do not keep statistics on their performance. Okay, uh, that's something that is not normal for a business owner to do is keep, because, you know, of course we are trying to make sales, we're busy, we're trying to make one-to-ones. We don't know what our performance metrics are. And there's only one solution that we want to offer here today, and it's called a business inventory list. Has anybody ever heard of that before? Okay, now, Nancy, when you think of business inventory lists, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I think about stock in a warehouse when I hear inventory. Absolutely, absolutely. So when you hear that word inventory, it's a very disassociating word. If you're a massage therapist, if you're a social media director, I don't have any in inventory. I don't need to keep track of anything. So what do you do? Uh, I don't need to worry about that. It's the wrong focus. Just because you don't have a business that needs to, that you sell e-commerce does not mean you have an inventory. And this is where the uh, statistics on your performance comes into play. We'll have this list on our website so you guys can download it later on, but business inventory list should look something like this. It should actually identify your closing ratio. Nancy, is it important for you to know your closing ratio? Absolutely, because it tells you how many people you need to talk to. That's right, that's right. When you look at your year, somebody should be able to approach you, and it's not like anybody's gonna ask you this question, but if a business consultant is asking you this question of January, February, March, April, May, June, what was your average closing percentage, if you're not able to say, here's my average closing percentage, there's, a, there's an issue there. If you're not able to understand exactly each month how many clients that you met with in order to get your percentage, there's a lot of question marks there. Your one-to-one -one presentations. This is a very huge part for people to actually pay attention to. It's one thing to have a lot of one-to-ones, but are they productive? Does the person sitting in front of you know exactly what you do at this particular point. If they can actually regurgitate what, what you said and just really key in on your business, then that means they understand and that means it was a profitable and you planted a good seed in that one-to-one -one, and there is movement there. What are you compromising? 
Uh, Nancy, in your, in your business, have you seen a lot of people kind of compromise a lot of their own ethics within their own business? More around time. They're More giving up time. time. They're putting all this, if they're in that panic mode, they're just focused 100% on what do I need to do to get this going, and they're probably letting something else drop. Sure, sure. And that's, that's, a, that's a absolutely perfect example. And one of those other examples that you guys can think of is price dropping. Okay, do you have a specific price that you have, but you constantly find yourself price dropping at the moment's notice of a hint of a no? Okay, that's the inventory. That's something that you need to pay attention to. It's a metric that's intangible, but it's very tangible when you look at your profitability at the end of the year. Are you overbooking your day? If you, if you look at your business, there's nothing wrong with doing five appointments a day. But if it's not sustainable, then there's a lot wrong with five appointments a day. If the follow-up and everything else that you need to do and as far as productivity is concerned, it's, it's really hard, it's over, that's overbooking your day. You need to really pay attention to that. Do you know exactly what needs to be accomplished this month? Could I, could I meet with you right now and say, what are the top two things right now that you need to accomplish at the end of the month? And if it's just, I need more sales, well, everybody needs that, right? <laughs> what more do you need to accomplish? Or is there a specific big meetings that you need to have by the end of this month in order to propel you for the next month? What does your calendar tell you? Are you being able to look over the next, the last six months and actually develop a story about how you utilize the time? Because that's where you actually will find your time and how your time management really works at this point. There is a point of looking in the past through that calendar to determine what you need to do better in the future. And that's what the calendar serves a purpose for. Are you wasting time? Are you wasting time? Because there's a lot of activities that we do as business owners that we say, you know, that was a waste of time. Now, the most dangerous part about saying I have, that's a waste of time is that typically once you finally have met in your heart, mind, and soul that that was a waste of time, you never go back to that activity, typically. So what is your determining factor? You need to be able to have a determining factor to know wh why you're getting to that point that that was a waste of time. But you have to know where you're going first to really determine what's a waste of time or not. So why do you need that business inventory list? Would you guys agree that business owners are pretty reactive? <laughs> That's a typical business. It's, just, it's not just business ownership. It's just human behavior from time to time. Have you seen a lot of business owners kind of reactive? That's, yeah. That's a typical. They don't necessarily focus on the right thing, but they get really busy. Yes. Yeah. Busy is a, that's a dangerous word. Okay. We can throw busy out in a matter of minutes. I'm busy right now. Okay. It's, it's a reactive. It's a reactive statement. You're not even that busy, but you just say it out of natural habit. So that's that reactive. Truth and lies become obvious. Has, has anybody ever heard that statement? Your numbers don't lie. That's what that means. You need something to hold you accountable, and here's why. Because you have too much authority. When you're your own boss, you have a lot of authority over how you feel about your business and what you're doing right now. Because nobody's accountable. No, you're not accountable to anybody except for yourself. So with that too much authority, you can actually give yourself a lot of extra wiggle room. Oh, uh, well, you know, it was because, and you know, it's, I was too busy those things are able to come up on a very regular basis. And so you need something that has no judgment, just facts, and you can face it. Here's three areas to monitoring your business. How well have you followed your business plan? Now, let me just bring some truth to the table. 
it's a lot, it's very often that you hear business owners and a lot of people have told you over the time frame, no reason to have a business plan. It's a waste of time, it's just something that you don't need, you don't, you don't need to worry about it. And a lot of people have done away with that. But where is your direction? That business plan should tell you everything as to where you're going. That should answer a lot of questions and make a lot of decisions for you when you're not able to make the right decision. So that's one point. The second point that actually lines up with this is do you know your performance metrics? So if your business plan and your performance metrics, if they match, that means you can actually really say I'm going the right direction. But if nothing, if something is off, then we're having an off balance, aren't we? That's where that, that true accountability will line up or not. And this is the next question that we should always be able to ask ourselves is what would you rate your business as it stands right now? This question, if you answer it off of emotion, my business is a nine, which is it's at the top performing list right now. Whereas the metrics will tell you, you're probably at a, at, at a four. You need to be able to answer why is it at a four? Are you in research and development? Are you really trying to understand some things right now? But this is what your business and those metrics actually allow you to do. What do you need to know? You need to know that July through December will affect the first quarter of 2017. It happens every single year. Every, when you're trying to scramble and say with everybody else, this is going to be the best year ever in 2017. I'm going to do the best I've ever did before. And you're trying to scramble between uh, December and J January. You already missed out on the, next, the first couple of months. If you get everything right here in July to December, you will find yourself in a lot better position for the first quarter of 2017. Now, implementation. This is where Nancy is going to come into play because this is what we need to do. Is for is, instead of looking at our looking at the past and you know really just kind of going through it, we need to figure out how can we do better so we have a better 2017. So, what tips do you have for us for implementation purposes? Absolutely. I've got three tips. And first, the good news. Five months is totally enough time to really Absolutely. set yourself up to crush the rest of this year and position you correctly for January. So if you're thinking, I've only got five months, you should think, wow, I've got five months. That's right. Totally possible. So I'm going to give you three tips today. Sequencing, systems, and organizing. So we're going to talk about systems first. Yes. So Maurice, a lot of times people ask me, what does systems mean? So can I use you as an example? Please do. I suspect you play basketball, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Maurice is big on basketball. I am. There's actually a, a system to start every game. You go to the center, you have a jump, you know, a, a tip-off. Every single game starts the same way, right? Right. You don't say, well, let's, let's start with a free throw this time and see how the game goes. Or you go take the ball out in that corner and throw it into your teammate. Yeah, it's a very right. strict system. Two people get together and you have the jump shot. Yeah. You have the... Uh, that's it. The tip. The tip. She got it. She got it. That's a system. <laughs> That's all systems is. Doesn't mean it's a tool. It doesn't mean it's very complicated. It's just something you do repeatable every single time the same way. Systems are great because they make you money and they save you time. So let me give you an example of a system. You need systems around your money. Systems on your sales, systems on your marketing, yeah. what you do with your employees and your operations. So five main categories for systems. and. Why don't I give an example about sure, networking? Yeah. Everyone networks, right? Yes. Your networking is going to be successful or unsuccessful based on your system. So I was working with one client, and before she started working with me, she was so frustrated she kept going all over Denver, which is big, Yes. <laughs> networking all the time and not getting sales. So we put together a system for her 
Before the meeting, she looks at the attendee list, if that's available, and kind of picks out who she wants to visit with. Yeah. She meets them, she gets her card, they have a quick chat, and within 24 hours, she connects on social media, LinkedIn and Twitter. Within seven days, she sets a, a meeting, whether it's coffee in person or on the phone, I call those virtual coffee. Sure. And then she puts them in a 30-day sequence. Every 30 days, she follows up with them to see when. Because you agree, right, not everyone wants to buy at the time we're ready to sell. That's very true. Sometimes it takes people a while. So they're in a 30-day sequence where she finds a reason. And that's that's a system. Gotcha. Okay. And it's free, right? And it's free. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you want number two? I want number two. Number two is organize. Now, being organized, if you're not organized, it costs you money. How many agree with that? You can't find your keys, you're late to your meeting. Yes, that's right. And then you give a bad impression. That's right. That's so being organized doesn't mean you need to be like really precise and have everything super clean. You can be what's ever comfortable for you, but you have to have an organization system. So I've seen people that are stackers. They just, <laughs> you know what a stacker is? I've never heard of a stacker. A stacker, a stacker or a piler. <laughs> They're organized by making multiple piles. Uh. And eventually they get really high. And okay. did you know people waste almost an hour a day looking for something? I can believe that, especially as a stacker, right? With as a stacker, time. they're the worst. <laughs> Stackers are okay, you just need to keep your piles a little short. <laughs> that's 40 hours over a year that you're not getting any income on. So, and a lot of times when I talk to people and tell them I'm a, pro, I'm a productivity expert, they say, oh, you do time management? Time is just one part of being organized. You need time, organize your space, Organize your activities, which is your business plan we talked about, yes. and organize your information. So let me repeat that one more time. Organize your time, space, activities, and information. If you can do that, you're gonna totally rock the second half of the year. That's awesome. Ready That's for tip. number three? I'm ready for number three. Sequencing. I see so many business owners do the right things, but they're out of order. And if you do things out of order, it's gonna have an impact on your business. Uh, yes, yes. You'll eventually get there, it's just going to take you a lot longer yes. because you're going around the path. Give us an example of one of those sequencing things. Sure. So I'm working with a client right now who says, I want to be a speaker. And there's a lot of speakers in Denver. Right. And that's great. It's a perfect way to get your message out. And I said to her, well, once you speak, what are you going to lead them to? What's the next step? When you get up there, what are, how are you going to say, work closer with me? And she's like, I don't know. So we had to lay out a system of when you speak, you lead them maybe to a webinar. A webinar leads them to your maybe one day training event, which may lead to a 12 month coaching. So we had to lay out the stuff for her. She just wanted to speak and yeah. she didn't have a sequence for that. Gotcha. Right. Good example? That makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let me ask you, Maurice, do you have a favorite system? <laughs> or a favorite organization technique? You know, my favorite organization technique is to always in the, in the evening, Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm prepared calendar-wise and also uh, knowing what my day looks like and having everything ready for the next day. I love to do all my organizing the night before. It makes the next day just that much easier to function. Yeah, it makes yeah. it, you wake up and you know what to do, no thinking. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so sequencing, systems, organizing, those three things will make a huge difference in your your ease of your business and also your working with clients and running your business. So you can take time off because it's on autopilot. <laughs> that makes sense. Everybody wants some more time off, right? <laughs> of course, of course. One thing we would like to so three major implementation, uh, implementation tips are systems, organization, sequencing, and that uh, acronym is SOS. Oh, perfect, huh? If perfect. you're feeling like a little scared in your business right now, go to <laughs> SOS and it pulls you out of it. That's right. <laughs> so always remember that acronym and take that with you, SOS, systems, organization, and sequencing. 
What we want to do right now is uh, give the studio audience an opportunity to ask some questions and figure out how Nancy and I can actually help you move through to this next year. So anybody like to ask any questions? And please come up to, to the mic, please. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good? I'm doing well. And what's your name and the name of your business? I'm Drew Shockley. My company's called the Call to Action Alliance. I'm a website designer and developer. Okay. Welcome to Executive Talk. How can we help you? Thank you. Well, I guess this is in relation to the cycle or the wheel that you were talking about. How do you prepare to make that first hire, to hire that first person to take take some of those responsibilities off? Does that fit into the cycle and kind of the systems that you were just talking about, especially that first hire? Sure, sure. You know, everything that Nancy was speaking about and everything that we were talking about is, it actually encompasses your leadership. Because what you learn in this particular, and the reason why you want to get so organized is because you want to be able to transfer the same information to them so they can follow. It's, it, you know, what comes to my mind is that McDonald's, the McDonald's system. I'm not talking about the food. I'm talking about their system. Mm -hmm. It's duplicatable no matter where you go. Okay, mm -hmm. you feel comfortable ordering a number one wherever you go because you know exactly what's on. That's a system, and that's organized as sequencing. So um, that's actually the reason why you want to prepare your business for that first hire, because that actually aligns trust that you know what you're doing, so they feel comfortable being part of your system. So that's the, kind of my thoughts. What about you? What do you have any? Well, first of all, congratulations on bringing someone in because that's Absolutely. the first thing you need to do as a business owner, kind of set yourself up to sell your company in five years, whether you do or not, but to do that you need to have systems. So what I found when I hired my first person, I didn't go full time. I hired somebody, a contractor, for just a few hours a week to get comfortable with taking things off my plate and giving them to somebody else. But to prepare for that, you do need systems so you can, here's what happens if you don't have a system, you're gonna spend a lot of time sitting side by side with that person or on the phone if they're remote and training them. So if you can document your process and say, here, assistant, can you take care of this? It'll save you a lot of time down the road. Yeah. Was that helpful? Yeah. yeah, can I add a part two to the question? Uh -oh. Awesome. <laughs> well, I guess, and part of that is maybe like in that cycle, how to know when to pull the trigger. I love what you're saying, Nancy, about hiring someone for a little bit. I've done that, that's cool. So maybe I'm on the right path, but is there a trigger point in that cycle? Okay, now we're ready to make the next hire without falling on my face. I find it, and, and I'm glad you recognize that too, I find when I've got too much on my plane and I can't keep up and I'm dropping things through the crack, even mm -hmm. when I'm systemized, that's when I'm like, I need someone else to do this. The other thing I decide personally is, is that my skill set or not? Like, I could do a web, but it probably makes more sense for me to hire, you know, call to Alliance, call to Action Alliance, because that is your wheelhouse. So quit trying to do things that aren't your, your thing. Somebody would love to do that, and they're probably really good at it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Drew. Do we have any other? We have time for one more question. We know you have one. You can ask it. Let us know. <laughs> Thank you so much for your participation. And uh, when you come to the mic, what's your name and the name of your business? Catherine Hupp, um, Embodyworks Integrative Massage. Awesome. Yeah. We love massage therapists, Welcome. Right? Yeah, Thank you. everyone right. needs a massage <laughs> therapist. <laughs> right. How can we um, help you? 
My question is, um, this has been really helpful uh, as far as like the follow-up with all the people I meet, the, the leads that I get, and, and following up. Um, so um, I know there's a lot of different uh, you know, software packages that are, are good, you know, maybe constant contact or different ones. Are there, are there any um, uh, client retention packages um, that you would recommend? And are there? I would first ask, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to track down people you haven't seen in 60 days to get them to come back and visit your office? Yes, Okay. Yeah, to follow so, up with them. So I don't have one off the top of my head, but what I would suggest is make a list of what you'd like to do with it, because right. then you know what you're looking for, and when that system comes, and you can ask around, I'd like to do these five things, what do you recommend? Right. Maybe from other massage therapists? Sure. What's working for them? Right. But good for you for planning ahead, because the more people you can pack into your yeah. office, the better. <laughs> right. How about you, Maurice? Yeah, I would say when you do that, you know, I, I, I like the whole concept of actually knowing where you're headed with it. But also, when you know when you're headed with it, make sure that you're aligned with being consistent with it. Right. Because uh, people will enjoy seeing you, but the fall-off is just as detrimental as not doing it. Right. So um, your constant contacts, your insight lead to keep a good database and be able to refer to it, I think those are some key things that, you know, mm -hmm. relatively free of charge to mm -hmm. help you on your way as you develop a deeper client base. Right. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And we'll, we'll have to come get a massage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nancy, what is your final thoughts? Obviously, we covered a lot of great information, and the audience seems to really, uh, really take in on it. But what's your final thought that you can leave everybody with today to really start to implement today? My final thought, I would encourage each of you to pick one small area of your business and put it on autopilot. Find a system for it so you can either hire a virtual assistant or an employee or a way to track down your customers you haven't seen for a while. Just one system that takes it off your plate that will run on autopilot. Awesome. How about you? Do you have a tip? You know, my tip is uh, specifically get to this word. And it's one word and it's enough. It's a very bold word and it's enough, it's, it's a word strong enough to actually help you pump the brakes real quick to see if something is not right in your business. If something is not right in your business, you gotta get to the point where you say enough is enough. This is the time frame, and like Nancy was, that, that she alluded to earlier, if these, there's five months left, that's a lot of time. You can do a lot of damage within this five months in a positive direction. But you have to get to a point of saying enough and be able to look at it and say, this is enough. I don't like where I'm, the track that I'm going. And stop, turn away, and do something completely different that's going to start yield you towards a positive direction. But in your heart, mind, and soul, to get to that point of enough is how you actually change the next year, not just do something different. You have to get to that point of enough. So, and that's a foundational stopping point for a new change. What I'd like to do with this is invite everybody to follow us on social media via Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, also on YouTube to continue the conversation. If there's more questions that you'd like to post or invite people to, we'd be happy to answer further questions going forward. But in the meantime, Nancy and I, we have to get back to work. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Thank you, Maurice. Nancy. Have a great day. You too.